Hey, welcome to the Self-Love Struggle Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Eugenitis, and I'm so excited to be here. If you don't know me, I'm a 30-year-old mother of two from Washington State, a boudoir photographer, and an empowerment coach. I'm here to chat with women from all walks of life and give them a safe platform to share their stories, celebrate their wins, and find comfort for their self-love struggles. Self-love is extremely elusive in today's society. 79% of women admit to struggling with their self-esteem, but no one ever talks about it. We were never supposed to struggle in silence or walk this road alone. So let's unite and traverse this journey together. Today we are here with Ashlyn Shelby. She is a boudoir photographer currently located in California, and she is a wonderful friend of mine. Welcome, Ashlyn. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here and chat a little bit. So I know you're a boudoir photographer. Um, I would love to know a little bit more about like your story and how you ended up there and why you chose it and all of that jazz. Yeah, so I kind of started, you know, like most people do with kind of doing a little bit of everything. Um, I did a lot of family sessions and I just kind of quickly got burnt out on doing that. And I had a friend ask me to do a boudoir shoot. And that was kind of like the one thing I always said I didn't want to do because it made me so nervous and it's just such an intimate thing. Um, But then I tried it and of course I fell in love. And since then I've done so many and each time, like it's just so amazing to see these women come in there so nervous. And then afterwards they're like, filled with confidence and so happy and it honestly just warms my heart and makes me so happy that I can give somebody with that. Absolutely. Feels very similar to my uh, <laughs> my reasons. <laughs> so you live in California with your husband, correct? Yes, that's right. Um, we are both originally from Mississippi mm-hmm. and we moved here in 2019 because of Air Force orders. Oh, okay. So he's in the Air Force? Yeah. Mm, military life. Yeah, it's got its, you know, rough patches like most jobs do. Uh, it's definitely a transition from civilian life. It's, you know, long hours. You never know when you're going to get called in kind of thing, but it has been very rewarding. If it wasn't for the military, I would not be here literally we would never have left mississippi so it's definitely opened up a lot of opportunities for us both um yeah that's great my uh my brother was in the army so i don't know like i can't relate on like a personal lived through it level but i've definitely watched him go through all of that and move around a bunch and you know, it got him and his family through the beginning years of like their kids being little and all of that right. and gave him education. And so now he's an accountant. So, you know, wow, helps, helps awesome. set him up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is a good like kind of financial thing. It really helps you out when you're like, 
you know, younger, trying to figure out what you want to do. It's definitely a huge helping hand for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What's the uh, like culture like with all the military wives? Um, a bit rocky sometimes, you know. Like anything, if you find your people, the the people that you like, you trust, and they love you, you know, then you're gonna be in a good spot. It's gonna be great. But sometimes it definitely takes time because you have to think it's people from all different kinds of cultures and backgrounds. And you know, when you grow up in the same state, you kind of have like similar mindsets as everyone. And you know, everyone's kind of raised in the same area. And so then when you go to the military. No one's the same, which is beautiful. It's great. You can meet so many different kinds of people. So it's just a matter of like finding your people mm-hmm. and who you you know trust and, and love. Um, it can be a challenge at first when you know nobody and you're just like in a totally new place. And it's definitely a challenge at first, but stick with it and you'll find your people. I have, and it's great. <laughs> so do you have like your own own little community there now? I do, yeah. I've been here so about three years now and I'm slowly starting to find my people and they're not all through the military but a good chunk of them are and it's really great to have a community here and people that I can turn to when I need somebody. It's nice. Yeah. I know that you are planning on moving soon. How do you feel about that whole thing? Especially since like you've kind of found friends and community in California how does it feel to move somewhere else being in the military it's just kind of like one of those things it's like it's gonna happen at some point and you know we've kind of already gone through it once so now I feel like better prepared I know what to expect now um it's it's a lot of emotions really like I'm it's kind of bittersweet I'm, I'm sad to leave here and to leave my community um but you know, I'm really excited for what the future holds. I'm excited to discover a new location, meet new people, see a different kind of culture, weather, all the things. I'm, it's exciting. Um, sometimes I get sad thinking about it and how much I'll miss this place, but you know, I can always come back and visit. Absolutely, yeah. That's what planes are for, right? Exactly. <laughs> Make a lot of friends and I can come back and visit whenever I want. Perfect. You'll have to come up to Washington and visit me. Oh, yes. It's on the bucket list. You know, I was obsessed with Twilight. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Washington is like for sure bucket list thing. I'm going to have to go there before I move away from the West Coast. <laughs> yes, do it. You have a place to stay if you need it. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, so you grew up in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What was growing up there like? Um, so I am from a town called Gulfport. It's kind of like the city of Mississippi. Um, not too much going on there, honestly, unless you're 21 and like to gamble. Um, (laughs) and I was only 21 there for like two or three months, not very long. And I'm not much of a gambler, so. There's really not a lot to do, so I was kind of always like eager to move and just explore. Um, it's pretty hot there too. <laughs> it's so hot and humid, so definitely prefer uh, the California weather for sure. 
Mm. But it was nice growing up there. There's just really not much to do. There's not as many opportunities as there are here.、Um, but of course, it's always going to be home to me. I I just visited like two weeks ago, and it was so great. The food there is unmatched. It's <laughs> the best ever. I can't say I've ever. I don't think I've ever been to the south. That's not true. Nope. I went to New Orleans. Ah.、Oh, I went to yes, New Orleans. New Orleans. So similar kind of vibe. Yeah, we um, I have had many many trips to New Orleans. Even as a kid, I used to go there and just go to eat and just explore. There's so many things to do there and so many foods to eat. <laughs> That's my yeah, favorite so part. Yeah, so many foods. Yeah, so many foods. They had such good food there. Yeah, and you know, I was like kind of a bit culture shocked when I moved here, and the food was different and. Also,、mm. like a lot of the things that we would celebrate, we don't celebrate here on the West Coast. Like, for instance, Mardi Gras. That's huge where I'm from, and we would literally get like a week off of school, and it would be a huge deal. And here, they don't even know what that is. So that was kind of shocking to me. Something that was so important to my family and my state, and it's not celebrated here. That's so interesting. Yeah, like I. I've obviously heard about Mardi Gras, but I've、right. never—I didn't realize it was such like a like you got time off of school and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a one of the bigger deals. It's honestly there is like a religious、um, motive like behind it, but if we're being real, most of people just use it as an excuse to like kind of party and celebrate.、Um, there's this cake called King Cake, and it's got three different colors. And there's like a little tradition that you put this plastic baby inside the king cake, and so you'll bring it to a party or to work, whatever. And whenever you cut into the cake, whoever has the baby has to buy the next king cake for the group. So just kind of like a fun little thing. And there's all kinds of different parades, and it's a great time to eat crawfish, have some daiquiris. It's it's really fun.、Mm. That is really cool. What is the like history there? You said it was kind of a religious thing. So I don't know, really know where Mardi Gras came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard lots of different things. Um, like the baby is supposed to represent Jesus. Honestly, I was one of the people that, you know, used it as a time to celebrate. I didn't really、uh, look at much of the religious meaning, but I know there is one. Um. I believe. Don't quote me, but I believe it's Catholic meaning. I could be making myself sound really crazy right now. <laughs> People are、okay. like, "No, it's not. What is she talking about?" Listen, don't quote me. I I just know it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, I won't hold it against you. Don't worry, because I don't know either. So, <laughs> all I know about Mardi Gras is just the beads. That's it. Yes. Lots of beads. Yeah, that's all、Those、I know. It's actually like really expensive too, which is surprising. Are they? You just throw it at people. You wouldn't think that they're expensive because they don't really have any value, but they are.、Um, we have a Mardi Gras store、um, in my hometown, and surprisingly, it's open year round, which is weird to me. I've never actually been inside of it, but apparently, it stays open year round, and you can just go in and buy party supplies or Mardi Gras supplies. Hmm. Cool. I guess for the、uh, extreme planners. Yeah, people get ready ahead of time. 
Never. People have like floats and they'll buy like thousands of dollars worth of supplies just to throw at people. Wow. Yeah, and then you can like get invited to go onto the boat, which is kind of like a big deal. Like you feel so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the boat? So it's like a, either like a boat or like a float and it's just like on a trailer and it goes like through the parade. So that's the people that are like throwing the mm. like food or the beads. Like the people will throw anything. There's stuffed animals, uh, all kinds of stuff. People throw Bibles too, which is funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Don't get hit. <laughs> I know. It kind of seems strange to throw that. <laughs> but you can throw anything. Huh. It kind of reminds me, like, really vaguely of, like, uh, 4th of July. Oh, where, yeah. Where people just spend, like, an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things, like, it's definitely had meaning at one point, but now it's just kind of a, a fun time. It's time to party and have fun. Parades mm -hmm. are super fun. It's, you can, like, just scream and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. You're like, throw me something, mister. There's, like, all kinds of different chants you can do, but that's, like, the go-to to get the most beads. <laughs> That's so funny. So if you need to yell and get things off your chest, just go to Mardi Gras Parade. Go to a parade. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> and have them throw things at you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So obviously this is a self-love focused podcast. So I'm curious what your personal story is like your self-love yeah. journey up until this point yeah so growing up um so i have adhd and i was always like on medication and everything when i was younger and those medications kind of like made it hard for me to gain weight so up until literally like eighth grade um in middle school i was 99 pounds and i ate you know, I was eating a lot, so much so, I'm like making my mom's wallet hurt because I was eating so much. But I was like so skinny and so small, like I didn't look healthy. So I kind of felt, you know, oh, I'm too small, I'm, I'm too small, you know, I would just not feel good about that. Um, and then I got off my medicine and I decided I wanted to try you know, not being on medicine for a while and see how I felt, see if I could like, you know, handle that. Um, and I very, very quickly gained weight. I gained like 50 pounds really fast, um, almost instantly. And you know, when you're in, now I was in ninth grade and I've gained all this weight and now I'm like gaining male attention and all of this, it's, it's kind of tricky to navigate. Like, I was so small and now I've got curves and I'm trying to navigate dating with this new body. And it was just kind of strange. Anytime I would get into a relationship, I would, you know, feel so good about my body and feel like, oh, I'm so hot. <laughs> right. But whenever the relationship wouldn't work out, it would be a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't feel so good about myself. I wouldn't feel so pretty. And it took a long time, literally all through high school and a chunk of middle school, um, sorry, <laughs> a chunk of college even to realize what was happening. I was allowing other people, males that I was dating and 
particular, to have this kind of control over me and to kind of dictate how I felt about myself. And it took a long time to get over that and to realize my worth comes from me, not anybody else. You know, if I can't just allow somebody to have that kind of control over me to where, you know, one thing happens and then I'm feeling bad about myself. No, you know, so mm -hmm. I, it's just crazy. I can look back at when I was the 99 pounds and was so small, you know, way smaller than I am now. And I never felt comfortable like wearing crop tops or, you know, dresses. I would always wear baggy clothes. I always wear my hair in a ponytail because I didn't want to wear my hair down. I was just so insecure and now I'm larger and I feel so much more myself and I feel a lot prettier and more confident. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wear the crop top. I don't care if my stomach's out. I don't care if anyone says anything. I like wearing crop tops, they're comfortable. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, it just matters how I feel. And if I feel good, then I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> so it's really nice to kind of see this journey of myself. I'm, I'm really proud of myself um, and how far I've come and just how like pretty I feel now. And it doesn't matter if anyone else thinks I am because I feel that way. Um, Kind of going back to a bit about my older self is another thing I used to do a lot was wear makeup every single day and it was just kind of like a mask and there's absolutely nothing wrong with makeup. If you want to have that moment, like go for it. I still do all the time. I still put on makeup, but it was a problem because I felt like I needed the makeup. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to wear the makeup or I wouldn't be, you know, seen as professional or pretty because I have textured skin and I have redness in my skin. And, you know, now I'm realizing there was so much pressure on me and it didn't have to be there. Like, I don't have to wear makeup. I can, but I don't need it to feel pretty. Yeah, I've definitely been there myself. There was yeah. a time where I did like full on like glam makeup every day every day yeah that was me and i had the like i had thousands of lashes every day it was yeah. hair, and my yep. lashes could take flight yeah same i still love <laughs> a dramatic lash don't me get too. me wrong but it was to the point where i was like i have to have this i can't go to the grocery store if i don't have my lashes on mm -hmm. can't and leave the house because i'm like oh i used to wear makeup like i hate wearing makeup now <laughs> Yeah, my, my whole makeup routine has changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. I don't hardly wear it, like, day to day, but if right. I do put it on, like, it's significantly less than it used to be. Yeah. Especially, like, foundation-wise. I feel like now that I don't wear it all the time, foundation is so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so <laughs> heavy. And I'm like, how did I wear this every day? Like, I would die. Yeah, for me know. now, it's I hate taking it like off the process of like fully mm. off the makeup. I hate it. So now I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do makeup unless I have to. Mm -hmm. Like obviously for a night out or like maybe a job interview or something, I, you know, take that little extra me time and put on some makeup. But it's really nice to know that I don't like have to wear it and I still feel good in myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a whole new level of like freedom. 
Yes, freedom and, and like comfort, you know, feeling yeah. uncomfortable in your body is such mm -hmm. a weird, just awful experience. And finally getting to the point where you feel comfortable and happy, like natural as you are, it's just, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new, whole new life, I feel yeah. like. I feel like I spent so much time and energy on like worrying about what I looked like and like panicking about what I was wearing or how I look like I used to freak out about like wearing shorts yeah because I was worried about my thighs being too big and people seeing them okay. and now like obviously I don't care anymore like right. I actually I actually really like my thighs now like they're one of my favorite body features um but like so now I'll wear shorts and I won't even think twice about it but like I used to spend so much time worried about that stuff yeah it's i know it's the mind can be a crazy thing it'll it can play tricks for sure and trick us and body dysmorphia honestly is what it goes down to and i feel like so many people struggle with that and i for sure have mm -hmm. i remember you know looking at pictures of me in high school and i remember that feeling thinking oh i'm so fat and just feeling so bad about my body and i look back now and i'm like that is not my body was healthy there there was nothing wrong with my body then mm -hmm. you know and it's just crazy it's crazy man yeah <laughs> I know for myself like and I know I'm not the only one I've definitely like looked back on photos of myself and been like wow I wish I was still that thin or I still mm -hmm. looked like that or whatever but then you think about like how you felt when that picture was taken yeah. and you're like I didn't feel thin I felt fat still so like yes. and it's bizarre because you don't see it until you look back at photos even recently like I was looking back this morning on photos of when I had first given birth to my son and I remember feeling like I was still really large like my belly hadn't gone down fully yet and I remember just feeling like uncomfortable in my body but I was looking back at photos and I was like I like there was barely any tummy left like I was fine why was I so worried about it and it's just so hard to see how you actually look in the moment and definitely ties back to that like body dysmorphia where you just can't see what you even look like yeah and there's just like so much pressure from society to mm -hmm. like look a certain way mm -hmm. and if you like, don't fit that mold you just like feel bad about yourself so i feel like as photographers it's so important for us to just like have appropriate representation of all different kinds of bodies and all different kinds of people in our work because people see that you know mm -hmm. and they're gonna look at that and if they can see themselves in our work, it's just such an amazing feeling to be able to see somebody with that same body type out there looking so hot in their boudoir photos, like that's powerful. Mm -hmm. It goes so much further than, you know, helping one one client and like building up their self-esteem. It, it's so much further than that because if they allow you to post those images, now, you have a whole community of people seeing that and they're getting inspired by that. And they are wanting to love themselves more because they're seeing that and seeing how happy this person looks in their photos and how good they look in their photos. It's, it's a powerful thing for sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's not just that you're helping your client. You're also creating representation for other people that you may never get in front of your camera. They may never hire you and that's okay. But being able to be like, I know for me, I've been on Instagram and been like, hey, that person has like my exact body type. And it makes you feel so much better because you're like, okay, A, I'm not alone. And B, they look fucking awesome, so I must look better than I think I do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's really, it's honestly the best feeling when you see somebody with a very similar body type to you out there killing it and just looking so good in their photos. It's such a confidence booster. You're like, yes, she looks hot. I look hot. We're all hot. (laughs) Everybody's hot. Everybody's hot. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like being a boudoir photographer. Yes, it is. Honestly, it's so rewarding. Like, not just to the community, like we said, but I just leave feeling empowered myself because they just, like, walk in and, you know, you know how it is. They're so mm-hmm. nervous and shy and it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I'm about to get, like, undressed in front of a stranger and they're going to take my pictures. This is weird. Um, but then when they leave... They just feel so happy and so beautiful and confident. And when they see themselves in the back of the camera, it's kind of like a light bulb moment for them. They're like, wow, this is this is me. This is what I look like. This photo is like not even edited yet. It's just from the back of her camera. That's my favorite part. I always just want to record the reaction the first time they see themselves because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yep. They're always like, wait, that's me? That's not me. That's yeah, not it's me. like they're shocked and it's like, no, that <laughs> is you. Yeah, That's girl. you. <laughs> you're hot. Yes, you're hot. <laughs> Look at yourself. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a great job. It's it, it doesn't is. feel like a job. It just feels like mm-hmm. you get to hang out with besties all day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely love all my clients. And I feel like, you know, it's such an intimate thing. It, you can't help but get close to your clients and love them. And then when you see them winning and you see them like so hyped up over their photos, it's just, it really does make you feel so happy to see that. Yeah. I mean, how do you not get attached to people when you're so close to them all the time? Yeah. And you have to build like a friendship before they even get in the studio. Because if you don't, it's just going to be like really awkward. Uh, you need like trust there and mm-hmm. a connection or relationship, you know, um, that's really important for, for both parties so that they feel comfortable, but especially the client. I want all my clients to feel, you know, comfortable and safe around me to talk to me because it, it is an intimate thing and mm-hmm. it's so scary. It's, I mean, I've been on the other side of the camera for a boudoir shoot. You know, you took them. I took them. <laughs> and I do remember, like, feeling so nervous, but I trusted you. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even known each other that long at that point, but I felt connected to you, and I felt like I could trust you. And you were there, like, basically holding my hand through the whole thing. And it just made me feel, you know, like I was on top of the world. I could do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even you had that moment of, that's me (laughs) yes I know and like it's funny because like I I do feel confident and do feel like beautiful on my skin but even me like seeing it I'm like wow okay yes that get it girl yes that's me (laughs) absolutely I took some photos of myself the other day like some boudoir type photos um of myself and I've had boudoir 
photos taken previously, but not really in my body since having my son. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least not many. And so I really, like, really dolled myself up and, like, really just went for it. And let me tell you, looking at the photos after, I was like, what? I'm so hot. <laughs> Look how hot I am. <laughs> yes, you are so hot. <laughs> All the insecurities of the baby weight just left. Yes, they just, like, melt off of you. It's the best. It really is. I highly suggest everyone gets a boudoir shoot and that's not just because i do it (laughs) yeah no like don't even come see me you can see anyone and i just want you to have that moment that Mm -hmm. even like if you feel like yeah i'm pretty confident it still does wonders for you like even if you're not feeling you know bad about yourself it's still a gift to yourself it is Mm -hmm. so special and it's honestly it's so much fun to do that so much fun yeah, it's like a self-care day. Yeah, it's kind of like going to like a spa or something. Yeah. But like you get photos of it at the end, you know? It's like especially if you like get your hair and makeup yeah. done and you have like all this new lingerie and it's like it's almost like you're playing dress up. Like going back to like little kid days, you know how fun that was? And now yes. you can do it as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's like a modified adult version and it's so much fun. Yeah. Who doesn't like playing dress-up? <laughs> like, when was the last time any adult woman really took a whole day just to pamper and celebrate herself? Like, it doesn't right. happen very often. And I just think everyone deserves that. And everyone should have it. And go find a boudoir photographer that you connect with. And just do it. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Trust <laughs> the one that you love. And let them hype you up. It's going to be so fun. Yes. Seriously, you will not regret it. Never. It's like an investment in yourself. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Me too. <laughs> I'm ready to book my next one. <laughs> Let me just catch the next flight to Washington. <laughs> you know, when you come and you visit, we'll do that again. <laughs> it's so much more fun with friends. Not more fun. It's yeah. just so fun when you know the person. Yeah, it is. Like a repeat client, it just gets better and better every time, I feel like. Yeah, and then you get like more confident the more times that you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, at the end of every session, I feel like my clients are like professional models. Like, <laughs> I don't even have to tell them how to pose anymore. They're just like, oh, let me get in position. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let me just snap away here. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yep, they're feeling themselves. They're posing. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> you so nervous to begin with and now you're, now you're owning it. A pro. <laughs> Running the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love my clients. They're so fun. Me too. Uh, it's such a gift. It really is. Yeah. So what is your favorite way to celebrate yourself? like having me time that's like how I you know that's how I feel like I celebrate myself the most is just making time to do things I love and you know as a photographer sometimes it's like it could feel like work never ends because you know I like work from home and I always have access to my office because it's just in my guest bedroom you know so I mm-hmm. can go in there any time and edit away and get so consumed and you know doing things for work so 
the best way for me to celebrate myself is just making time for myself to do something that I love. One thing that I really love and that brings me a lot of joy is drinking coffee. And I know that sounds silly, but I really love coffee. <laughs> like really, really love it. Same. So my kind of self-care is like, okay, I'm gonna take a little time out. We're gonna go to Dutch Bros. And I'm gonna get a large, <laughs> a large Dutch Bros with soft top. And that is just, ooh. Another thing that I do a lot, and it's kind of silly, but it really helps me just feel happy is I'll take a picture of my coffee and then I'll leave myself a note like on Snapchat or Instagram or something and I won't ever post it but it saves in like your memory so every year it'll pop back up and then I get a little note for myself one time I was having like a bad day and I wrote a note saying hey things get better I love you go get a coffee and that actually popped up like last week at a time when I like needed it. And it was just crazy. I'm like, wow, okay. All right, past self, I see you. And so now I'm like, I need to keep leaving notes for myself so I can find them. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. I love leaving myself notes. It's it's really fun. That's <laughs> and so cute. Like, they come at a time that I'll find them in my memories at a time that I like most need them, which is kind of crazy how it works out. But it is. Mm -hmm. I encourage you and anyone listening, write yourself a little note on Snapchat. Save it. Don't ever post it. And then every year in your memories, it'll pop back up. There is a... There's a uh, website, and I wish I could remember the name of it. But you can go on... And you can send yourself an email in the future. Ooh, that's cool. Called, oh, I found it. It's called futureme.org. And you can write yourself a letter and set it to however long in the future you want it to send to you. And then it'll send you an email on that date and that time. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's you so You get your special. own little message from yourself. That is so cool. I'm going to have to sign up for that. I really like that. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's free, so Yeah, it's fun. so like, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? I've done it a couple times, and it's pretty fun. Especially because, like, I'm one of those people that's, like, out of sight, out of mind, so I totally forgot I even sent it to myself. Yeah, same. Yeah. I completely forget. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, a nice little surprise. I'm like, oh, wow, I knew I had been leaving myself notes, but, of course, I'm not going to remember what that note said from a year ago. Right. So, I it. I was like, wow, this this came at a good time. I needed to see this. I love that. That's such a fun, that's such a fun thing to do for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ashlyn, for being here and talking with me. Yes, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Absolutely. It was so much fun to see you and talk to you. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes. Um, so you can find me at Ashlyn Shelby Boudoir Photos on Instagram or um, A-S-H-L-Y-N-N-S-H-E-L-B Photography. Dot com. That's Ashlyn Shelby, but without the Y, photography.com. Perfect. So everyone go check her out and give her lots of love. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and you have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you thank later. Thank you.
you too. Bye. Bye. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for being here as well. We have a new episode every Monday, so hit the follow button and turn on your alerts so you never miss a single one. If you think you might be interested in guesting on an episode, I'd love to chat with you. You can follow me on Instagram at magicmavensco or connect with me via my website at magicmavensphoto.com. You can also join the community on Facebook, and all of these links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check those out. That's all I have for you today, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.